Section 44 of The One-Eyed Griffin and Other Tales by Herbert Eskett Inman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Bottle of Smoke Chapter 3 Curiosity The ogre was seated on top of a great rock, picking his teeth with a pine branch, which he had sharpened into a toothpick. Such an ogre! It was no wonder that the knights did not care to meet him. Why, his head was as big, round as a great cartwheel, and his mouth went right across his face from one ear to the other. His body was covered with skins of the oxen and sheep which he had killed, and his huge hairy arms and legs were bare. By his side was a heavy spiked club, and on his head a steel cap, larger than the largest basin you ever saw. He was sitting lazily, thinking about this wonderful charm he had heard of, when there came the sound of a voice singing merrily. Ho, ho, he growled. Here comes some stupid fellow who wants to be eaten. And peering down, he espied the little grey man. What a shrimp, he thought. He will hardly make a mouthful. But what is that he is singing? He listened and heard these words. Ho, ho, I have the charm. I wonder what it's made of. To keep it here may do it harm. That's what I'm afraid of. Ho, ho, I'd like to know what's inside this bottle. I stole it from the enchanter grave, and... Just at this moment, the singer came in sight and ceased abruptly, for the song had done all the little grey man wanted it to, and had aroused the ogre's curiosity. Hello, mannequin, he cried. Do you want to be eaten? Indeed, I do not, answered the little fellow, but I would rather be eaten than stay in the palace and have my head cut off. Oh, so you have come from the palace. Did you see anything of the enchanter? That I did, he chuckled. Oh, he was a terrible fellow, but not so clever as I. And did you see his charm? demanded the ogre. Oh, yes, and what is more, I stole it, and that is why I am here. By this time the ogre was so interested that he had no thought of eating the little grey man. Laying himself flat down so that he could talk at ease, he asked to be told all about the matter. You must learn, replied the grey man, that when the enchanter came to the palace, he had this strange bottle, and as I was very curious to ascertain what it contained, I hid behind the curtains and listened while he talked with the king. Thus I discovered that it held a wonderful charm, and could only be opened at the full moon. So, when all were asleep, I stole out and ran off with it, and I mean to open it tomorrow night and see what the charm is. He held out the bottle to the ogre, who took it and looked at it curiously. Mm, it's a strange stuff. I wonder what it is. Let us open it at once. No, no, cried the little grey man in pretended alarm. I heard the enchanter say it would kill anyone who opened it too soon. You keep the bottle safely, good ogre, and I will come back tomorrow 
and then we can open it together. So be it, replied the ogre, and taking the bottle, he hid it safely in his dress, thinking to himself, I may as well let him live till tomorrow, and open it for me, for then, if the charm is harmful, it will hurt him and not me. As soon as the little grey man had given the bottle to the ogre, he turned and ran off as fast as his legs could carry him, and long before the monster had finished examining it, cunning little fellow was out of sight. Laughing and singing, he journeyed on until he came to a huge griffin lying asleep in the sunlight, when he commenced to cry so loudly that the creature woke up with a start. It growled, jumping up. Whatever are you making all that noise about? Oh, Griffin, he replied. That horrid ogre has got the charm that I saw from the enchanter. I was going to open it tomorrow night, at full of the moon, and he has taken it. What is the charm? demanded the Griffin. And the little man replied, Oh, it's a wonderful charm, in a great bottle, and I shall never know what it's made of now. Arr, roared the Griffin. It's like that ogre's impudence to steal the charm when he ought to have given it to his betters. I'll teach him his manners. I mean to have that bottle and see what it contains myself. Then the monster spread his leathery wings, and flying to the ogre's abode, he bit his head clean off, without even stopping to tell him the reason why. So quickly did he do this that his victim had neither time to defend himself nor inquire the cause of his anger. Then, taking the magic bottle from the dead ogre, the griffin flew back with it to his den. I have got it, he cried, but the little grey man was gone. He had waited just long enough to make sure that his plan had succeeded, and then he had started as fast as he could to find the enchanter. This mighty magician lived in a cave high up, on the mountainside, and thither, chuckling at his success, hurried the little grey man. Oh, mighty enchanter, he cried as he drew near, help a poor man who comes to seek your aid. The enchanter paused in the act of stirring a huge cauldron of hissing, bubbling liquid. In what way do you need my aid? he said hoarsely. Alas! I stole the bottle containing the wonderful charm from the magician in the king's palace. Ah, cried the enchanter, where is it? I will give you more gold than the king has if you will bring me that charm, for I would fain learn what it is made of. I hear it can only be opened at the full of the moon. That is so, a mighty enchanter, he replied, and I meant to open it myself. But alas! The wicked griffin, after having killed the ogre, who was keeping care of my charm, has carried the bottle to his den, and now I have lost it. What? roared the enchanter in a terrible rage. That griffin killed my friend the ogre and stolen the bottle. Oh, I'll soon settle his hash. And thus saying, he picked up his magic wand and strode over to the griffin's den. Hocus pocus, not to be spoken, mirabile dictu, one, two, three, he cried, and at the sound of these wonderful words, the poor old griffin gave a big jump and tumbled over dead 
before he had even time to ask the enchanter what he wanted, and so the magic bottle again changed hands. As soon as the little grey man saw that the griffin was dead, he started once more on his travel, and sought the mighty champion. He found the warrior seated in his castle, and drinking nut-brown ale from a huge drinking horn. His helmet was on the table, and his sword and spear by his side. Hello, little man, who are you, and what do you want? he shouted, as he espied the little grey man, and he replied, Oh, most puissant champion, I am come to seek your aid. What's the matter with you? asked the champion. Alas, I stole the magic bottle and gave it to the ogre, and the griffin killed the ogre, and the enchanter has killed the griffin, and so I have lost the wondrous charm I stole from the king's palace. So, so, cried the champion. I have heard a good deal about that charm. What is it made of? That I cannot say, for it cannot be opened till the full of the moon. And now, alas, I shall never know. It must be something very wonderful for the enchanter to take so much trouble, said the champion thoughtfully. Killed the griffin too. Hmm. I rather like that griffin. I tell you what it is, little man. If that old enchanter finds out what the charm is, there will be no doing anything with him. He has been very impertinent of late, and I won't put up with it any longer. I mean to see what that bottle has in it, or I'll know the reason why. He sprang up as he spoke, and taking his great sword, ran to the enchanter's cave, and before the wizard could say, How do you do? he gave him such a terrible thwack that his head tumbled splash into the cauldron, and another of the king's enemies was gone. Laughing grimly, the champion took the magic bottle and started home again. Here, little man, he cried, I have paid that old fellow out and brought away your bottle. But the little man had gone and was hurrying up the mountainside in search of the robber land. End of section 44